last series, the last sermon in our series, Fear and Anxiety. It's been kind of interesting. We um, kind of started the series, and at the same time, um, we, uh, with our small groups, we're, we were doing a, a study on facing anxiety. And so it kind of seems like this is a, a pattern that we've, we're kind of uh, uh, trying to address here as a church. And so um, over the last few weeks, we've talked through some different passages of Scripture. And so today we're going to be in Luke chapter 10. It says, Now what happened as they went that he, being Jesus, entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me serving um, alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus answered her and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried. And actually, that word, that word there, worried, is the, is the Greek word uh, marinao, which means it's two Greek words put together which means to tear or to divide the mind. You're you're worried, you're anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, one thing. And And Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Let me read that one more time. Now it happened that as he entered, Jesus entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet, and heard his word. But Martha was distracted and with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried, you're anxious, you're troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Can you say one thing? But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Lord, again, I just pray that you minister to us this morning. Pray that you speak to us this morning, Father. I pray that you calm our anxious thoughts, Father. We know in Scripture it says that it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and it will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Father, may, may you guard our hearts and minds this morning through your peace, Father. I just pray against those, uh, the enemy who, who might be coming in and trying, he might be trying to steal and kill and destroy, Father. And I just pray right now that you'll fortify us with, um, with your goodness and with your mercy this morning, Father. We ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Many of you might be familiar with the story, a story of two sisters. Maybe you've heard a lot of people preach on this passage of scripture. Again, it's a story of two sisters, and this isn't the only place that these two sisters are mentioned. These sisters are also mentioned in John chapter 11. You might know the story where their brother Lazarus had died, and all three of them were considered close friends with Jesus, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. All three of them were close friends. They're they're mentioned, Mary and Martha are mentioned in John chapter 11, and they're also mentioned in John chapter 12, where, again, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are at um, their home, and Mary takes a jar of expensive perfume, and she breaks the jar. She pours it on Jesus' feet, and she wipes his feet with her hair and with her tears. And so they were very close to Jesus, and they lived in Bethany, which was a small town outside of Judea, Judea, 
just a couple miles east of Jerusalem. And the text, what's interesting, because I think when you read the text, it almost seems like it's an unplanned, planned visit. It's an unplanned, planned visit. It's an unplanned, planned visit. Can you say an unplanned, planned visit? It's an, it, almost seems like, it almost seems like it's an unplanned, planned visit. It says, it, it happened, now it, it, it happened, uh, as they went, that he entered a certain village and a certain woman, like, like okay, so, so, so Jesus just so happened to enter a certain village and he happened to be in a certain area. He saw a certain, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 the text kind of makes it sound like it's unplanned, but you can really tell that it's, it's planned, isn't it? Like, like it kind of seems like, oh, oh but, it, but it really kind of seems like it's, a, it's like an unplanned, planned visit. So, so, so on the one hand, the house, the, the, the house visit kind of seems supernaturally planned and ordained. And, and you know, I, I personally believe that, that things don't happen by chance, but that the Lord was going there for a specific reason. He was seeing a certain woman in a certain village, in a certain town, in a certain place to do a certain thing. But on the other hand, it almost appears as if Martha wasn't quite mentally or physically or emotionally prepared for her house guests. Do you agree with me? Like on the one hand, it seems like, oh yeah, I was playing. On the other hand, it's like, I don't know if, if Martha was quite, like, I, don't know if, I don't know if she was quite prepared for what was going to be happening. I, I think there are, are, are generally speaking, there are, there are two types of people in the world. There are those of us who don't care what our house looks like when people come and visit, Right? Like, I would say maybe I fall in that branch of, of, you know, it's like when people come over, I'll, you know, have you ever met someone, you go over to their house, and they're sitting there in their pajamas, and, they, you know, it's like, you just help yourself to the fridge, and stuff's all over the place, and I've kind of come up with a, uh, an excuse now of, since I've been working on my kitchen. I'll be like, oh, I've been working on my kitchen, and so people, oh, okay, okay, but that's kind of like my, my, and I've been working on my kitchen for like 10 years now, so it's like, that's just, that's just my excuse, like, when people come in, like, I, I, don't, I don't really care, like, people come in. and for, In some ways, I feel like that's kind of cool because when people come in, they can kind of know who I am. They can know that I'm not trying to hide anything. They see my, you know, I don't know, my, my junk in the corner and my kitchen in array. I don't know. So my house, now, 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 so, so, so there are those of us who perhaps are like this, who, who are maybe a little bit more like me. But then there are others of us that perhaps are a little bit more like my mother. Where my mother, it's like if someone's going to come to the house, I remember we, we lived about 30 minutes from, we lived out in the country, so about 30 minutes from people. And, and so when people would call us and they say, hey, we're going to stop over, we'd be like, great. My mom would be like, oh, that's okay. But as soon as she hung up the phone, it was like, it was a mad dash. She'd be like, Evan, you're cleaning the bathroom. Karina, you're cleaning the living room. Uh, Abigail, you're cleaning the, like, it was just all, oh, my goodness. And for my mother, it was a presentation of her. You know, you, do we have anyone who's like that? Where it's like, if someone comes over to the house, we got to make sure that the house is good looking. We have to make sure that it, it smells nice. It looks nice. It, the trash is taken out. Um, if there's any dirty clothes, you got to throw them under the bed or put them somewhere so that no one sees them. Anyone like that? How many of you guys are like the first person that you just don't even care? Praise the Lord. How many of you guys are like the second person? You just, okay, perfect. Thank you. Now that I've divided the church, let's go. Okay. So when I read the text, um, I, I I, I kind of feel like perhaps Martha was the second of the two. Perhaps she was the second of the two. And I think sometimes when we, when we read the text, we think that Mary was the perfect, sinless angel and that Martha was the busy, heathen sinner. Do you guys agree with me? 
Like, like, like whenever we mention Martha, it's often in a negative way. But I, I want to I take a moment and maybe give Martha some credit this morning. Uh, th- think about it for a moment. She was hospitable. She was hospitable. Uh, she opened her home not only to Jesus, but she also opened up her home to his disciples. And, and these, these, you know, it wasn't like, you know, uh, people were super clean back then. This was kind of like before modern bathing and whatnot. So these, these would have been men that, uh, they, they weren't high-class noble men, but these were men that were, man, they were walking out on the desert roads, and they were dirty, and they were sweaty, and they were smelly. Some of them were fishermen that stunk. Um, some of them were, were tax collectors that other people probably would not have allowed in their home. And so when you think about Martha, first of all, she was hospitable, and if you look at the text, she was the one that invited them in. And I think that there are some benefits to being hospitable. Do you agree with me this morning? Like there's some benefits to to opening your home to someone. There's some benefits to being loving to people that might be a little bit different than we are. There might be some benefits to, to, especially being hospitable to people that stink or smell or people that, that aren't the same as you. Like you see this, like, man, she was actually pretty hospitable to say, it almost kind of seems like it was an unplanned, planned visit where Jesus happened to be in a certain town, in a certain village, and, and, and she was gracious enough to open up her home. Sometimes she gets a bad rap, but I think when we look at Scripture, I can, I, it seems like she was actually pretty hospitable, pretty loving person. The other thing that I think is, is actually admirable, admirable about her, too, is that she was a server. She was a server. She was a hard worker. She was responsible. I think maybe she was even organized. I think that's admirable, don't you? I think that's really admirable. You know, it it seems like, does anyone else love to serve? Again, I think think serving, man, is, is a way that we can help others. Serving is something beautiful that we do. Serving is this important virtue in the Christian life. Man, she was a server. And to make things even perhaps more conflicting in the text, if you look at the context of the text, you can see that just before this in the, 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 in the passage of Scripture, uh, Jesus tells a parable about a man who was a good Samaritan. And he says that, but first of all, he said there was, a, there, was a, there was an expert in the law who came to Jesus and he asked him, you know, what are the most important commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then he proceeds to tell a parable about a man who, sh- who, ser- who served other people and loved someone else. And so here we see in the very next passage of Scripture, the very next, next verse is down, here's a woman who is serving someone and loving someone. She was hospitable. She was serving. And she was loving and, and it, 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 it's interesting because Mary's language is, 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 is almost non-existent. She doesn't really say anything in the text. Where in contrast, Martha seems possibly more frantic and frustrated. Again, if you look at verse 40, it says, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone? Therefore, tell her to... To help me. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're trying to get something done 
and the person that's supposed to be helping you isn't doing anything, and you're trying to, to do things, and they're not doing anything, and you're working, and they're not working. And I kind of feel like there, it was this kind of this moment where she was working and, and trying to get things done and trying to make things happen. And, and here, I mean, she had Jesus who was at her house. Her, her good friend Jesus was at her house, and, and she's, she's going back and forth, and, and she's becoming more annoyed with what her sister, and she's trying to, she's, she's making the rolls, and she's making the food, and she's throwing the, the, the clothes under the bed, and she's cleaning the kitchen, and she's doing all these things, and she's distracted, and she's worried, and she's troubled, and she's anxious, and she's upset. In fact, the message translation said she'd be tripping, right? Like, like, like all, these, all these things, that it's like, oh my, Jesus is coming, and I'm cleaning my house, and, I, and if, you could just, if you could just help me out, come on, Mary, help me out. I'm so busy. Jesus, I'm just so busy. I just have so much. Jesus, 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 if you could please, please, I'm just so busy. Read the text. I kind of feel like Martha perhaps is a model Christian with a very, very busy life. Welcome to America. I think she is a picture of every one of us today. I think about I think about I think about Martha, and it's like, okay, what I don't know, maybe I'm just comparing and contrasting too much, but I look at Martha and I'm like, okay, so she's a, she's a first century Christian. And so, you know, okay, she, she, she was distracted by serving, but in all actuality, you know, it's like, okay, she, she, she didn't have, um, I mean, you think about it, she, she, she wouldn't have had, um, you know, a TV, she wouldn't have had movies or Instagram or a cell phone or shop, or, you know, like retail stores or cars to service, like exactly... I think about exactly what was she distracted about. And when I think about, man, if, if she was busy and anxious, how much more are we? We have things to fill our time. We have TV shows to watch. We have work to be done. And I think about my life. I think, man, I have so many things going on, you know? I work. I work at the bank. Get up every morning, about 7:45. Brush my teeth, run out the door, get to work. Customers coming in, crazy, running around, trying to keep trying to keep track of my customers. Then I'm also trying to keep track of my crazy employees. They're insane too. So I'm like, my entire day, like it goes by so quickly. I, I typically get about an hour lunch, and I I come here on my lunch break because my I work just right up the street. I come here on my lunch break, and I typically work on my sermon for the for the hour that I have off, or I call people or whatnot. And then and then I get home, and then I you know take care of the kids and whatnot. And now on Tuesday and Thursdays, we also have uh, Genevieve's basketball. So like I have stuff going on every day and every evening, and there's just so many things to do. And then of course I have to catch up on seasons of The Office, so I have to watch that over. And over and over again. So I got to watch The Office. I got, I, 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 there's all sorts, of, and, and you get stuck on these YouTube binging things where you're watching these people in Indonesia building like um, pools, and, and it's like in, in like 20 minutes, and, and and you're like, oh my goodness. And so there's all these things that are uh, uh, pulling for my time. There's there's things to do, and TV shows to watch, and work to be done, and. I just feel like, man, life can get so busy and I can get so anxious and a lot of things suffer in our life because we're so busy. 
Our marriage can suffer. Our relationships with our kids can suffer. Our relationships with our kids can suffer. And I think most importantly, our relationship with Christ often suffers because of the busyness that we have in our life. In John chapter 10, it says this. It says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I have come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And I think what the enemy does is I think the enemy comes and he steals. And he steals our time with busyness. And he steals our time with distractions. He steals our time with things that can just fill us up and fill us up and fill us up so that there's nothing left over. And we become anxious. And we become worried. And we become troubled. In Psalms chapter 37, it says this. It says, the steps of a good man, the steps of a righteous man are ordained by the Lord and he delights in his ways. Lord, I just pray this morning that you will direct our steps. God, in the busyness of life, in the franticness of life, in all the worries of life, in all the troubledness of life, God, I pray this morning that you'll direct our steps. God, I I pray that we won't let the day get away from us, but that you will just, man, direct our steps, guide us, and um, lead us, Father. I just pray this morning that you'll direct our steps. It's, it's interesting because I think that one of the things that, if you're taking notes this morning, one of the things that, that is helpful is if we prioritize Jesus. Can you say prioritize Jesus? Prioritize Jesus. Do we have any list people here this morning that like to make lists? I know you do. Anyone else? <laughs> Man, does anyone have things to do? You know, um, I have separate lists. I have a lists of um, TV shows that I want to watch, right? Um, lists of movies that I want to try to watch. I also have a list of things that I have to do at my house. And the crazy thing about the things that I have to do at my house is I feel like the more I do, the more I have to do. And the more, it's, it's like a never-ending, it's like never-ending. And I feel like now that I'm kind of, tor- kind of getting towards the end of working on my house, the end of working on my house, I feel like the things that I did at the beginning, I almost have to start doing again. Anyone else there? It's like once you finish, like you got to start, or you, know, like you get something done and one of the kids walks by and like kicks the cabinet and now the cabinet's damaged, so now you have to go. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, man, it's... It, there's always more things to be done. There's always more places to go. There's always more people to see. There's always more things to accomplish. You know, if you, I don't know if you've ever talked with someone and you've been like, hey, man. In fact, one of my, one of my buddies is like that. He's like, he's like hey, man. He, I, I was like, hey. He's like, we should get together sometime. I'm like, yes, we should. That would be amazing. We need to get together. I'm like, we haven't talked in several years. We need to get together. He's a pastor. I'm a pastor. I'm like, we could talk about church people. We can talk about, you know, bad congregants. I don't know, like whatever. Like we can kind of share and get caught up on all these things. And I could tell you about, you know, how, how Nolan was such a jerk at small groups the other day or whatever. Like, like we can just kind of like talk about all these fun things. He's like, yeah, man, we need to get together. I'm like, sweet. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I'm like, when are you available? He's like, you know, 
I'm actually available in two weeks on Thursday. He's like, I got a couple things going on. And then I'm like, okay, sweet, sweet. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it Thursday. Let's get together. We're going to hang out on Thursday. Oh, we'll get together for lunch. He's like, great. I'm like, I always take my lunch at 1130. He's like, awesome. I'll meet you at Pete's place. I'm like, perfect. Like a week before, he's like, hey, man, um, some things came up. I'm unable to get together. I'm like, no problem. I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, when would be another time for you to get together? He's like, hey, let's uh, get together. He's like, I'm kind of a busy week. He's like, I got some things going on. Let's get together in like three weeks on Tuesday. He's like, I can't do 1130, but let's do 1145. I got some things going on, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, sweet, let's do it. 1145, three weeks, we're going to do it. Let's hang out. He's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're going to talk about Nolan. And, you know, we're going to talk about all these other people. We're going we're to get together. We're going to hang out. We're going to do all this stuff. He's like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. About a week beforehand, he calls me. He's like, hey, listen, I'm so sorry, but um, some things have come up. We can't get together. He's like, listen, um, but he's like, maybe in, maybe in like four weeks we can get together. He's like, let's do it on, a, let's do it on Friday this time. We'll do it at, uh, let's do it at 1230. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can move my lunch around. He's like, perfect. We'll do it at 1230. We'll get together. We'll hang out. We'll do other stuff. Uh, about a week before he gets a hold of me, he's like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. But some other things came up. I'm just too busy. You know, you're, you're, on the, you're on the agenda, but you're not a priority. Jesus was in the house. Jesus was in the house. He was on the agenda, but he wasn't a priority. I love his response to her. He says, he says, Martha, Martha. Now you can go check this out for yourself. But in scripture, when Jesus mentions someone's name twice, it only happened a handful of times. Abraham, Abraham. Jacob, Jacob. Moses, Moses. Samuel. Samuel. It, happened, uh, it often happened when God was calling someone to a vocation. He's calling them to change, like, hey, hey Moses, you've been wandering uh, out here, and I'm going to call you into something else. It's like a moment of decision. Samuel, Samuel, it's a moment of decision, right? Like, it's, 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 it's a defining moment. Samuel, Samuel. It, it, it often also happened when there was something really important to say. Simon, Simon, Satan has demanded to have you and he wants to sift you as wheat. Martha, Martha. Amy, Amy. in the house. He's in the house. And I think, worship team can go back up, I think what he's saying to us today is that you have been worried and anxious about many things 
You've been distracted by many things. Maybe you've even been doing a lot of things, you know? I was looking at this repeating name thing. I'm like, what in the world? You know, sometimes we can get so busy with things that we, like, miss Jesus altogether. One of Jesus's, one of, in one of Jesus' most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount, he says this in Matthew chapter 7, and I apologize, I didn't give this to the team. But he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many wonders in my name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. I was in the house, but you were too busy. I was in the house, I was calling you by name, but you were too distracted. You were too worried. You were too anxious. The Lord is in the house. It's a promise of scripture where two or three are gathered, he's here in our midst. What are you worried about today? What are you anxious about today? What are you troubled about today? What are you struggling with today? What are you hurt with today? Like, like listen, don't let that be a distraction. A lot of times when hurt, when hurt comes, when anxiety comes, when, when, when trouble comes, a lot of times we do what, what Martha did. Hey, Mary, Mary needs it. Like, listen, the Lord is in the house for you this morning. The Lord is in the house. Father, please speak to us. Please minister to us this morning, Father. I pray for those who are facing anxiety, for those who are facing fear, for those who are being distracted by the worries of life. I just pray that the enemy will not snatch, will not steal what was planted, Father. I pray that we will make you a priority that will focus on you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Although the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, God, you have come to to give us life and to give us uh, life more abundantly. Father, may you be glorified this morning. And as we sing this song uh, one last time, may you receive all the glory and all the praise.